Learn from stars and heroes of the Dubai business world. Welcome to the Dubai Business Podcast, produced by Jayid. Now, here's your host, Lucas Krejci. Do you want to get more customers for your business? Then doubling down on your sales process can be one of the most effective ways to do it. Before the pandemic, many small businesses had no active sales process as they were relying on inbound business. But that has changed. Many SMBs notice a drastic drop in the leads and inquiries they would organically get. Be it because of decreased demand or increased competition, the fact is that going out there and look for the right customers yourself is becoming a must. Today I am speaking with Josh Yates, Sales Director of Safide, a UAE-based CRM solution for small and medium businesses. He will take you through the main mistakes SMBs make in a sales process We'll discuss how to identify the ideal customer or how to hire a salesperson to your team. Josh, welcome to the Buy Business Podcast. Thanks for making time for this. And let's discuss the sales process for SMBs in uh, the UAE. No problem at all. And thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to, to having a chat and hopefully I can give you some, you know, some insights and takeaways. I'm certain we'll be able to do it. So let's start with uh, what do you see as a typical mistake small businesses uh, make in the sales process? Look, I think um, as a starter, there are many. Um, one of the things that startups and SMEs have to recognize from a very early stage is that mistakes are going to happen. You know, business is changing quickly, markets are changing. 2020 is an obvious example of that. So I think putting the steps in place to appreciate that mistakes are going to happen and the right processes after that in terms of learning is extremely important. But for example, you know, one of the things that we found that we work very closely with startups and small businesses, um, especially here in Dubai, where you've got industries like e-commerce, fintech, health tech, you look at regulation tech, all different industries where technology is coming in and disrupting um, and startups kind of booming. Um, we find that most startups spend a lot of time investing um, time and money and cash into building a product uh, and the idea, but when it actually gets to the stage of selling it and building the front end, front end putting the team in place, um, they're left with no cash or no real process in place and it falls apart. And we've seen that multiple times. Often they're mm-hmm. kind of scrambling backwards to work out um, you know, how to sell the product um, with with no cash left and we've seen businesses fail so i think um from that perspective it's probably startups and SMEs not taking the sales process um seriously enough um not taking the time to actually uh, think about uh, you know who the customer is and the team that they need to have in place um that's probably one of the the uh, biggest mistakes that we see commonly Okay. Uh, Another thing. Yeah. Sorry. sorry let's let's get into it. Uh, get into the other points later on. I just wanted to dig deeper on this one. Uh, what do you think is the moment where basically I need to start considering sales for my and let's now probably focus on B 2 B side of business. Uh, yeah. What's the moment where I need to be thinking of my sales uh, army or sales team? Uh, what's the moment in the company life cycle? Look, I think in my opinion, as soon as you have an idea about a product or a service, you should know who your customer is. You know, that's who you should be designing it for. 
from that stage, as soon as you know who the customer is, you should start to build, build out your sales proposition. How are you going to sell it? What's the message you want to get out to the market? And then that should run alongside the rest of the plans that you put in place. Um, mm -hmm. It's very hard to backtrack once you've built everything and then thinking about how to sell it as opposed to the other way around and letting the two grow together. Okay. Do companies know it at the beginning? Who is really their customer and how to go after them? Or is it uh, trial and error? It's um, it's a mixture. You know, a lot of these uh, business founders and entrepreneurs have great, great ideas, um, but they're all varied in, in personalities, you know, and the way that they want to carry out business. For example, you might have someone that's extremely good in technology and the product is amazing. But when it comes to business processes, etc., they're not really too well versed in how to carry it out. Um, other people might be the other way. They might be extremely good in sales and marketing and have an idea of how to actually maximize the product in terms of getting it out there and selling it. But then the idea is not right. So, you know, it's a case by case basis. Are you looking for learning something new while working from home? Sign up to one of our digital marketing workshops. In a few days, you can learn how to launch Facebook and Instagram ads or how to advertise your business in Google search. Head to jai.co to find out more. You're listening to the Dubai Business Podcast, produced by Jayid. Yeah, got it. All right. Uh, any other mistakes you've noticed uh, what the small businesses or startups make in the sales? Yeah, um, I think definitely one of the top ones is not having a plan in place. No sales process, no methodology, no structure. Um, one of the big ones, uh, it's rich coming from me, but it's not having a CRM in place. Um, <laughs> but I think for professionals that have been in sales for a long time, um, or you know, a couple of years and onwards, they appreciate how important it is to have a process, a structure and a methodology in terms of making it a success. Um, perhaps some, you know, business owners within small businesses don't, they're not aware of that. So they yeah. don't put it in place and then it falls apart. So you see things where, you know, seeing businesses that are trying to sell to absolutely everyone, um, with no real clear idea on who their profile of customer is, um, okay. what their pitch is, etc. So if I'm that person who has no idea about how the sales process should look like, uh, what do you, would you tell me? How would you guide me on that? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think the first thing to do is, depending on your budget, is to employ someone that has some experience in sales and has done it before. Trying to learn it yourself in a short amount of time or even a couple of years, it would be tough. Um, so you find like most business owners um, would, would try and find someone that's done something similar and bring them into the business and help them set that process up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At early stages, very often the sales is done by the founder himself or herself, right? Uh, do they usually have it structured or is it the case that they maybe have something in mind and they just go with the flow and they just try to get the customers kind of randomly? Yeah, I think that first, that's a good question, man. I think the first three to six months is all around mapping out the market and understanding like feedback and learning, right? So um, what often happens is in that stage, uh, like you said, the business owners might sell into family or friends or acquaintances, people they trust that, you know, maybe the investment isn't large, but they can give them the feedback they need. Um, so it's not as 
the process isn't as similar as then taking that product out to completely new customers that have never heard of you before. It's very different. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Um, can we maybe try to describe example on your case, how your sales process look like? We're trying to get is to really explain it to people who have no sales experience and uh, are maybe not really sure what the sales process might look like. So maybe can we take your example and try to describe it on that? Yeah, of course. I mean, look, what you're trying to do by setting up a sales process is a couple of things. Number one is to make the buyer's journey um, as frictionless and as easy as possible. So you've not got customers falling away at the wayside. Um, the other side of it is you obviously want your sales team to be in line with the buyers and pushing everything through to the process. So if you've never seen a sales process before, the standard ones look like you have uh, a scale from start to finish. Number one is maybe not qualified. You've never spoken to the company before. Qualified, um, you know, you've asked them a few questions. They're kind of interested in the product. The budget is there, it fits, and they want to talk to you. Then you've got something like investigating. This is maybe where you're out meeting the customer. Um, you know, you're having real conversations about the product. Then you've got a proposal, is a proposal, and then close and after sales. But having that in place obviously allows you to map out where the customer is in the journey, keep your sales guys in line with them along that journey and pushing it through. But also from a management perspective, it's being able to see where are things going wrong, where are they going right, and what do I need to to, to do to make the sales process better and sell more, essentially. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I think the key to under be able to do that is to understand that sales is not a one-step process right it's not a question of one phone call to the customer say hey i have this product and your company should buy it and the person on the other other side of the phone would be yeah amazing okay send me the invoice right it doesn't <laughs> I wish work it was that easy <laughs> yeah but there's this perception i feel also on the marketing side that uh, very often clients expect kind of okay let's have this facebook ad we will have one ad and uh, you know people will see the ad and they will go and buy our product uh, what they don't see that you know, in marketing and in sales and both of it, it's basically multiple stages and I need to kind of think of what I do at each stage of the process, right? Exactly, yeah. And I mean, if you've ever worked for an owner that doesn't understand business process, you know how frustrating it is when you have a lead come in and it's expected to be closed every single time and you've got to explain that there's a process behind it. So, yeah, I think... Um, Definitely, like going back to your first point, it's kind of linked to this, like setting up the business with people that know about sales is definitely a good a good start to overcome some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, another thing you mentioned that the small businesses, whatever, they try to sell to everyone, that they don't do properly the customer identification, let's say. Uh, how to tackle yeah. that? Well, we use something called profiling. So um, you can profile in many different ways. It's similar to, you know, how you guys do things in marketing, although marketing um, nowadays um, is a lot more specific in that you're going extremely granular down into like personality types and things like that. I'm not a marketing expert, but in terms of like business and sales, uh, we look at things like specific industries where maybe the product is a good fit, um, like specific sizes of companies, how many employees have they got? Basically what it means is as businesses want to scale up and grow something, they can begin to build up a certain reputation, 
uh, creditability in a specific industry, um, as opposed to scattering everywhere. Um, there's a phrase, a very famous UK phrase that I'm not going to use because it's a bad language, but you know, you throw enough stuff at the wall and some of it will stick. Um, it's kind of good in the short term, but long term, when you really want to grow, you've limited yourself massively. Um, so yeah, it's profiling. And again, um, you, you probably know this yourself, but that first three to six months is all around speaking to lots of people, but then refining out who those profiles are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's maybe again, try to be, try to be more specific and you see yourself as an example. So what are the questions you ask yourself basically to qualify if let's say this company is the right prospect for you or not? Yeah, I mean, from um, perspective, what you really want to know is are they interested to talk to you? Okay, so you need to be in line with them before that and know that A, um, the product fits. Okay, there's nothing worse than taking someone four or five steps through that sales process and then the product's the wrong product. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of time. So does the product fit? Have they got the money for it? Um, are you speaking to the right person is obviously a very uh, important one. Um, and that's kind of your basis to know that this is something that I want to continue with. Um, it's a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, the, the first one, product fit. Uh, since uh, you guys offer basically CRM tool, uh, I could imagine that it's tempting to say that every B2B company needs a CRM, right? So how do you niche down to the customer segment when you find your, your product fit? What do you mean specifically? Uh, how, how did you really niche that uh, target segment of customers where you know that your product is basically the best fit for this type of customers? Yeah, okay, perfect. Sorry, I'll get you now. Um, I've been in the region for four or five years. So I have, uh, my background was in events. Um, I worked with lots of different industries from, uh, what was it, banking, retail, e-commerce, uh, everything. So I had some good connections. Um in the right decision-making capacity. So the first thing to do was to kind of speak to those guys, map out what the CRM market looks like in those industries, who are the other players, uh, who are our potential competitors, um, who would uh, who would be using it within the business. Um, what else? Uh, if there's an appetite to learn about new technologies, mm-hmm. is the market having a good time? Is it having a bad time? Because obviously, Uh, well, that stuff changed when the pandemic came in, but um, obviously you want to make sure that there's an appetite and there's money in the market and people want to buy things. So, um, yeah, I guess the first thing is speaking to those people and then refining which ones are the definitely we don't want to go near near those guys because it's a waste of time. And these ones are the good ones. We should put maybe a salesperson or two on each and let them broaden that out and see how we go. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Makes sense. Uh, you, you've mentioned 2020 obviously several times. Uh, I cannot not ask uh, how did things <laughs> change in your sales process this year? If you compare a few months back to today, how the, how are things changing? It, it was tough, man. I mean, look, we I came in here uh, with the team probably two weeks before coronavirus hit the UAE and the lockdowns happened. So for the first uh, probably three to four months, we worked remotely. We'd never been in the office. We didn't see each other. So don't get me wrong, it was a challenge. But from a business perspective, traditional industries that 
we had profiled before, like I just mentioned to you that process, uh, e-commerce, um, no, sorry, retail, like traditional retail and these sorts of industries, they were just absolutely flatline. And, you know, you talk to these guys and you can tell they're telling you the truth, like nothing's happening. We're not selling anything. We're really yeah. struggling. So we had to, uh, we had to be fluid and adaptable uh, to that. Um, otherwise, we just sit there and, and fester. So it was all about looking at new industries that are coming up, e-commerce, um, even things like, you know, we did some deals with manufacturers of masks and healthcare equipment because we knew that the inquiries had gone through the roof. So just being adaptable, fluid, um, and in touch with what's going on enough to see new opportunities. Um, but yeah, you, we had a brief chat about this before we started the podcast. I mean, it, well, it has been a tough year, um, but you know, you've got to keep driving forward and being positive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, did anything change also in the way how you approach those prospects? Um, I don't know, obviously everything went remote, so I would probably guess uh, you don't have as many in-person meetings as you might expect. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one of the bankers in sales is obviously to meet people face to face because there's so many great things you can do with just, you know, reading people's body language and, and whatnot. But we, everything was done Uh, LinkedIn became a massive tool for us. I think it's still that way now. Most people I speak to are prioritizing social media and LinkedIn is a, a key tool for prospecting. Um, we had to get used to the, the video calls, the video demos. Uh, so yeah, there was lots of new stuff to deal with. But um, it, it, yeah, it worked out fine in the end. Okay, okay, great to hear that. Um, we cannot miss the topic of CRM while I know you didn't want to uh, focus too much on it, but uh, what would you say are the key things when I'm considering to start using a CRM? Because uh, I think we don't have to discuss, like CRM makes things in sales process way more effective. So what are the things I should consider when I want to now start using a CRM, let's say? Yeah, I mean, that's quite a broad question. Um, what we try and understand with businesses is like what is driving their need to go digital. Now, um, take the UAE, for example. Um, it's miles and miles behind the likes of Europe, Asia and US when it comes to having digital tech into the car through customers. Mm -hmm. Businesses here now are starting to realize that um, they need to modernize, they need to go digital because all of their customers, partners, prospects, Um, are digital. Um, so if that need is there and they've recognized it, then that's something that CRM should be able to help them with. Um, otherwise, you know, you're just, you're failing at kind of the first hurdle. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's a brief. Okay, okay, that's a, that's a good start. I'll try to be a bit more specific. Uh, let's say I'm now a person uh, or a business owner who's kind of keeping track on his leads You know, something is in business card, something is in my Google Sheet, something is in uh, my notes. Uh, what can be the benefit of having this all in CRM, investing in CRM and learning with a new tool for me? Yeah, look, no business can be effective managing things on multiple different platforms, especially like look, take B2B, for example, which is where we play mainly. When you have these uh, B2B sales, they're often anywhere from two weeks up to six months, nine months a year. Lots of communication with the customer, lots of different inquiries coming in, people involved in the decision-making unit, uh, documents being sent around. You can't 
you'll know as well as I do because you have a sales pros uh, background. Um, one small mistake, one piece of misplaced information and you can lose a deal. And that can be worth potentially a lot, a lot of money. So having all of that in one place just means you can make, you're more productive, you can make more insightful decisions and, and hopefully close more deals, which is the end goal of where we're trying to get to. Yeah, and I find for myself personally, as a small business owner, what is really beneficial is uh, kind of have one place where I can go and kind of remind myself of what are the open conversations. Because nowadays, I think uh, we need follow-ups more than ever before uh, because uh, conversations are kind of fading away. Uh, so mm. having this one place where I can go and see all the open conversations, I don't really remember what inquiries I got last week, right? But if I have one place where I can go and see it and know that, okay, I need to follow up with this person today, I need to follow up with two more tomorrow, uh, that's probably what can make the whole process more effective for me. Exactly. That's a very good point. Um, there's so many different channels nowadays where customers communicate. Like it sounds very obvious here, but you've got email, you've got the mobile phone, you've got text, you've got WhatsApp, you've got social media, you've got all of these other different tools that are coming out now to help businesses. Um, and you're exactly right. Having all of that place centralized into one, uh, you know, one system allows you to not miss any tricks, um, not miss any leads and get on top of things pretty quickly. The other thing is when you think about the next step on, which is making like insightful decisions for your business, how can you analyze data that is on disparate technologies? It's here, it's here, it's there. Mm -hmm. You can't, you have to do it in, so, in silos, right? If you get everything into one place, you can actually start to understand what is the profile of customer across this? Who are we really getting inquiries from? Do we need to change what we're currently doing and move? So um, there's lots more behind it away from just needs management. Um, it really is like making big strategic decisions to grow the business um, or make decisions that save the business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Joshua, one more topic I wanted to touch on. You're just at the phase where you uh, have uh, hired a lot of people to your team. So what would you advise to business owners who are now looking to hire uh, salespeople to kind of uh, fuel uh, the growth or uh, the customer acquisition now? Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, uh, I've grown some gray hairs over the last few weeks. Like you said, we've just scaled up, but um, there's a lot to learn. I think you really need to take the process seriously. Um, you need quite long interview processes. You need to try and get to know someone's personality as much as possible. Um, this year has been really, really difficult because obviously lots of people have been unfortunate and they've lost their jobs. So the job market is absolutely flooded and you get hundreds and hundreds of applicants You can't read through them all, but um, I think we've, the culture now is, I see these job postings and people are like, you need this much experience in this market. I don't think that stuff is so much as important as a person's personality and how they come across. Mm -hmm. you, know, you want to make sure for me um, was, you know, have they got the personality? Do they have the grit, like the appetite? Do they really want to come and work here? Do they want to learn? That stuff is really, really valuable as opposed to, you know, what everyone has on the CV. I've got three years experience in sales. I've done this, blah, blah, blah. Um, but some tips and tricks, I guess. Role plays is a great thing to do in an interview process. It's often you can ask questions and have that face-to-face -face meeting is one thing. But if you 
carry out a role play, they're a bit awkward, don't get me wrong, but you can start to understand, do they actually know about the sales process? Mm -hmm. Have they got an idea of where this is going? Simple things like, can they take notes? Um, role plays are a good way of doing that. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree because from uh, my experience of hiring salespeople, one thing which is tricky is that uh, they are usually very good at selling themselves during the interview, right? And if you're, the, let's say, a founder, again, who doesn't really have experience with this, it might be very easy to kind of fall for this bait and uh, hire someone who in the end will not be the best fit just because mm. uh, they were uh, doing good sales of themselves uh, during the interview process. You're exactly right. There's a, this, um, this old like perception of salespeople. It's why I think actually salespeople have a bit of a negative connotation. You know, why people don't want to speak to them on the phone that um, salespeople have like the gift of the gab. So they're, they're naturally born with it. That's, that's not the way it is. Um, it, it doesn't work like that. It's a process that you can learn like through experience. Um, but you're exactly right. I think making sure that person has the right personality and culture to fit in is extremely important. Um, like you said, otherwise you're going to invest a lot of time and money bringing someone into the business and training them. And then they're going to be back out the door within two or three months when there's a better opportunity or they don't quite look like some way you work. So yeah, I think you know, from personal experience, take your time with it, um, do it properly. Put, put effort into it. Don't just kind of think I can go and get five people, salespeople and I'm naturally going to sell loads. doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, just let's wrap it up with a kind of some takeaways for this business founder who really wants to start now uh, with the sales process, take it seriously. So what would you say are, uh, let's say two, three tips in 2020, how in a Q4 to make most out of it now? I'd say don't do it in 2020 because it's been a terrible year. Save it to 2021. Um, key tips. I think speak to people. Um, speak to people around you that are close to you that have done it before. Um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel with this stuff. Um, lots of, I'm guilty of it myself sometimes. Sometimes I want to control everything and know exactly how to do it. But there are people out there that have done this before and have been successful. Speak to those people, ask questions. You'd be surprised. I've taken advice from people in my network that I've never really had a relationship with, but I just explained what I was doing. I'd seen that they'd been successful there and they were happy enough to just give me some advice and point me in the right direction. So mm -hmm. the help is out there. Um, and yeah, just, just take it seriously. There's lots of information out there on the web. You've got the podcast like you're finally doing here. Um, yeah, invest time into it and, and really get it set up so you don't end up kind of stuck a couple of months down the line not knowing where to go, I think. Probably a good start. And let's go and do it. That's probably the start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Josh, thank you very much for your time, for the valuable tips. I hope it will be useful for many in our audience. This was the Dubai Business Podcast produced by Jayid. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and on social media at jayid.co slash podcast. That's J-A-Y-I-D dot co slash podcast.